Welcome to the No Happiness Podcast, where there are no happy endings, just happy friendings, a podcast where we ask three loves of questions. Who are our guests? Friends. Friends of friends. Friends of friends of friends. And occasionally, friends of friends of friends of friends. And today, we don't have a guest. You're basically going to hear a solo cast, but what I'm deciding to do, just to make it a little bit more interesting for the people who are listening, and because this is going to be a shorter episode because it's so much effort to do it this way, is I'm actually going to ask myself uh, a couple of the questions that have been asked on the podcast, but I'm going to try and see if I can make the sound split and answer in a different microphone. So it's almost like I'm interviewing myself and you'll hear me on different sides of speakers. So yeah, is this podcast going to bring value to life? Um, Debatable. Is it an audio time capsule? That statement is also debatable. Is it sometimes a lazy effort put forward by the fact that there's other things going on in my life? Yes, also an accurate description of the podcast. Um, Normally, I ask, uh, what's going on? So I'm going to say, what's going on there, Brian? Uh, Thanks for having me on the podcast. Um, Not much is going on. And and, and that's that's actually cap, as I would say. So you're probably wondering why I'm doing it this way, and I already explained that we're basically out of guests. Um, currently we have some things lined up, but we just didn't have anything set up for this week. And it does get challenging occasionally from time to time because, you know, we're kind of running into the issue where there are things and people we can record with online. And there's some people we'd like to record with offline. And because we would like to record with them offline, it becomes a, uh, a kind of a hodgepodge sometimes. And sometimes schedules get mixed up, things happen. So obviously it becomes a challenge to have everything lined up. I do, I've mentioned before that we will probably start recording some in bulk when we get the chance, but that is just currently uh, an opportunity. So what's going on currently, um, I would say the most thing, the thing that I would say is top of mind for me is that I'm, (laughs) I'm taking a break from volleyball, but jokingly calling it a retirement. Um, I've talked about volleyball a lot on the podcast. And because I talk a lot about volleyball on the podcast, I'm sure everybody's been most up to date with what's going on. And it's just like, things have been good. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of worn down my my knees because they weren't prepared for all of the jumping and all of the things that happened involved. And whether or not it's quad tendonitis or just something else, um, I thought it was quad tendonitis. I went to go see an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I went to go see an orthopedic surgeon, and they basically just told me that, you know, I had inflammation under my kneecap in the cartilage under the kneecap, and didn't seem to be tendonitis, Um, got a cortisone steroid shot in my knee. Having an injection in your knee feels super weird. Um, I don't know if anybody else on this, I mean, any of the people listening to this podcast have experienced it, but it is a very weird experience, just like, shots are kind of weird, but like something about something like entering behind your kneecap and then like feeling the liquid insert itself there is was super super weird but that got finished that provided some relief for sure i was having an issue basically where like um sitting down or standing up was kind of problematic or like going into a squat was kind of painful because my right knee was so swollen on a regular basis and i don't know that like it was affecting my volleyball because I would, I mean, I would feel a little bit of like achiness when I was like squatting or getting into a receiving position or preparing to jump and I was able to play through it. So I don't know how much it affected like my jump height or my ability to like move. But at the same time, if you can feel the pain, you might not 
think that it's affecting your play because you're playing through it but at the same time you might be a half second slower or you might be jumping a little bit lower so i'm not really sure so why are we calling it a retirement or a break basically is the question right well the thing about that is is that you know um nikki and i've been playing a lot nikki unfortunately got another injury and she's had a, a fair amount of injuries recently with volleyball and even before that one climbing injury that kind of uh snowballed into all this other stuff so she decided she wanted to take a break and it also seemed like a good time for me to take a break considering the issues with my knees i mean my shoulder has gotten way better but my knees have been a little bit problematic so i i mean it's it's a break most likely but at the same time you know volleyball has been rough on the joints and it, it it's tough to start something at an older age so i the joke has been that it's retirement because it could have been my last game of volleyball because it was tough to play you know um i say you know because i know a lot of the people that will listen to this podcast were either there or have no or have already like talked to it about volleyball i've i've enjoyed it a lot um i think just realistically my body is not i i haven't done all of the work needed to do resting properly to continue to climb and play volleyball so playing two sports or working on two sports has been very very challenging so it could be and that it might be a seasonal thing or i just you know i could also stop playing volleyball it's it's just kind of a question of what happens and with my knees and how they feel after physical therapy because the cortisone shot helps but the cortisone shot was essentially just to relieve the knee enough to go do physical therapy which i think i could have done without the cortisone shot it was kind of a weird experience getting the shot in general because the surgeon the orthopedic surgeon said you need a cortisone shot and then he just walked off to go get it he didn't ask if i wanted to take it or not (laughs) And then he, I was like, all right, hold on, Doc. Like, I, I've got questions. Like, I, I need some explanations about what's going on here. And he, he went into it and discussed some things with me, which is pretty cool. But at the same time, he was, like, very, like, saying, he was just saying, like, yeah, your body needs this because we need to reduce the swelling, but we also need to, like, lower the inflammation so that your knees can function regularly. And if they can function regularly, then you can do physical therapy and doing the physical therapy should allow you to kind of get things back to normal and so i'm prescribed physical therapy for the next i don't know three to four weeks and we'll see how i feel from there which is kind of interesting but at the same time um i think i mean i don't think it's going to stop me from climbing because i climbed the other day and it didn't feel bad the only thing that felt a little bit off is when i fell off the climbing wall and i needed to land I didn't immediately roll backwards onto my back. I just kind of landed on my legs and then I kind of felt it like it was landing from a very high jump. So that's kind of what I would say is going on. Um, It's kind of an interesting time. Uh, And this is a weird time to be doing a solo cast and just filling you guys in about what's going on. But at the same time, you know, Eddie's sick, Fireman Alex has stuff going on. Um, other people are out of town and I mean I can list the 10 million excuses to as to why I don't have a guest but you know occasionally you're going to get a solo cast like this hopefully not too often it was around well it wasn't around this time last year it was like little last year in December I think there was a solo cast or early January something like that so it, I mean it's like two-ish months away so maybe once per year hopefully I would say that would probably be a pretty decent amount so 
Um, all I can really do is either look up questions on the internet or just think about some of the questions that have been asked on the podcast and then ask them to myself in a weird way because I'll do the mic switching thing. So maybe let's let's go with that. What's something that you're really into right now that you'd like other people to know about? Hmm. Uh, part of the reason I've had a lot of issues with the body recently is because I'm not stretching regularly or I wasn't stretching regularly. And <laughs> Eddie is going to listen to this part of the podcast and be like, yes, you see, I told you everybody should be fucking stretching. And I'm like, yeah, I, I started. I, everybody should be stretching. But I've recently taken it more seriously. One of the things that I think is really cool is is actually like this thing called a slant board. And I don't know if most people would be familiar with this, but if you get a slant board and the slant board is just like, it's a really simple, straightforward thing. It's a piece of wood that's can be adjustable at different angles. And you can, it, it's gotten like grip tape on it or something like that. And you stand on it and it's good for stretching your calves, but like you can literally adjust just by adjusting the angle. The only thing that you're trying to do is stand straight on it. And by standing straight on it, you get this deep, deep stretch into your calves, but then you can also reach for the front of it. And by reaching for the front of it, you stretch out your hamstrings. I just got one and I, I thought like I'd been doing well cause I've been stretching for the last like two or three weeks. And because I was stretching for the last two or three weeks, I thought I'd do pretty well. Uh, stretching on this lamp board and I was wrong very very wrong could not have been more wrong it was a very very telling lesson about how inflexible my legs and my calves are it, despite the fact that they've made grand improvements from where they were two or three weeks ago there's a long way to go to get like full flexibility and to quote unquote like bulletproof my tendons and stretch my joints out correctly so I would highly suggest that a lot of people get a slant board if they're interested in stretching out their legs or learning how inflexible their legs are. So speaking of the man himself, uh, Eddie just messaged me on Discord so we could have a brief conversation about what this podcast was going to be about. And I told him it was literally going to be an interview where I interview myself and ask these random questions, but use two mics. And he said, yo, what a stupid ass idea. So... How, is, how, how do the No Happiness people feel about getting this podcast where I'm using two mics to interview myself and just talk and rant for probably about 30 minutes? Do you A, think it's a stupid-ass idea, or B, think it's a stupid-ass idea, or C, think it's not a stupid-ass idea just because you want to spite Eddie? Let me know. Send an email in, nohappinesspodcast at gmail.com. Um, the slant board is very cool. Uh, I know that I'm just responding to my own comments about the slant board, but basically it's it's a very cool kind of thing to have around just because you don't need to be on it for very long to kind of feel the stretch. But the thing is, is I've been watching a lot of this dude on YouTube. His name is Knees Over Toes Guy. His I think his actual name is Ben Patrick. And he's got this whole theory about how you need to build from the ground up and like, you know, have very solid uh, tendons and joints in your ankles and then your knees and then your hips and a lot of the injuries that you experience are not necessarily from weakness but rather the imbalances of your hips being stronger than your knees or your knees being stronger than your hips or something like that and he's got a whole story I mean I don't know how uh, I don't know how much it carries over to the regular person but apparently at 20 years old he 
barely had an 18 inch vertical had like a knee surgery was told his knee would never bend fully again but did a lot of research talked to a lot of people uh talked to a lot of high jumpers and uh dunkers and things like that and people like that and apparently now he's in his uh, i think he just turned 30 or something uh he's got super mobile ankles and knees and hips it's very impressive stuff honestly he has what he's called bulletproof tendons which is a term climbers use for their fingers but in this case he's discussing tendons in his knees and ankles and hips and it's impressive he's got roughly a 40 inch vertical at age 30 and he says he can jump a hundred times in a game of basketball and not feel any knee pain and that shit seems kind of wild to me considering i mean i was playing volleyball and i was jumping a fair amount but i don't think i was jumping like a crazy amount i mean maybe when i was doing the blocking thing but i, I wasn't blocking as much recently anyways but yeah knees over toes guy has a lot of really interesting stuff and again it's one of those, um, I don't know, because you're not going to find a lot of scientific research on it, but at the same time, he's got a very interesting case study himself, and the people he works with uh, seem to all rave about it. So I think, you know, combined with my physical therapy, I'll probably start doing some of the stretches and seeing how I feel about doing knees over toes. And the thought of having bulletproof knees and ankles and hips does sound very enticing, obviously, um, considering it would be nice to grow old and not have pain in those joints. Because I have felt super old the last two or three weeks uh, or month or so. Feeling like I could tell when it was going to rain outside because of my knees. But yeah, knees over toes, slant board. And retiring from volleyball is what we've covered so far. Also, Eddie hating on the fact that I'm interviewing myself using two microphones. That is what we've come across. To be fair, in defense of Eddie. Actually, let me let me defend Eddie from the other mic. That, that Yeah, let's do that. In Eddie's defense, you know, he did offer to do a distance podcast and say he was willing to ask me these questions and just catch up again and just have one of those regular podcasts where we shoot the shit. But the man is currently sick. So I told him to take him and his cough and his lethargy or his lethargic feelings, uh, take his ass to sleep. He said he could either ask me these questions right now or he could sit in TikTok or sit in bed and TikTok for an hour before he goes to sleep. And I was like, yo, take your ass to bed and just go TikTok for an hour and just relax yourself. And then I'll see him when I see him, basically, because I'm going to see him in the near future because I believe he's coming down to Virginia. And hopefully we're going to record a couple of podcasts in person, although we've recorded a fair amount of podcasts together recently. It's always better energy when you're recording with somebody in person. Hoping to also bring back some previous guests so we can know where they've been. Um, as well as the possibility of maybe recording some tier list episodes because those are always kind of fun doing the roundtable. But yeah, so before we completely drag Eddie for uh, saying that this single solo podcast with two microphones is a stupid idea. I don't necessarily disagree, but he did come in hot with his uh, opinion there. He also did offer to help an interview or just ask me these questions, and I could have just done that. But instead, I told him to rest because the man has been sick for a few days now. So, yeah, I don't know where to go with the podcast from here. You know, we've covered a, a few topics. I will say the thing that is probably a very curious thing to talk about is saying that that might have been my last game of volleyball. It's, it's crazy how fast I think you can fall in and out of love with a sport and just like an activity because 
it's super fun if it's super fun and you just gravitate towards it towards maybe because you have a natural advantage at it because that's generally how it goes is that you have a natural advantage at something and you kind of want to take advantage of that and you everybody likes being good at a sport or an an activity so and if you're good at it naturally then you probably are more likely to continue it and not that i'm super tall but i'm probably um i'm i'm most slightly above average height i think and so a lot of the people we play volleyball with were shorter than me so i was naturally decent at just blocking but not that I've like fallen out of love with volleyball because I do still really enjoy it. It's just, you know, when injuries are adding up and you're not feeling well and you feel like you're going into like a, an injury rehab cycle and on top of the injury rehab cycle, you feel like you're hitting a plateau in terms of skill, which is hard to say because I don't think that I hit a plateau in terms of skill. I just think that because of the injuries, it was hard to practice regularly on skills because... There, I knew that every time I was jumping, I was probably just making my injury worse. And one of the things, I mean, of the two things that I really wanted to get better at volleyball, both of them would require jumping because I was trying to get better at hitting. I was trying to get better at blocking. Uh, it, it became really, you know, difficult to be playing these games and these scrimmages and seeing myself not jump as high as I could. And I'm not saying it was some kind of huge difference. It's not like uh, I think if my knees were healthy, I would have jumped like a foot higher or something like that. It was probably more like I think um, more likely the case is I wasn't consistently jumping as high as I could. So like let's say my normal vertical is you know an in an unspectacular twenty inches, and if it's an unspectacular 20 inches on average with my normal like healthy feeling legs then with the achy kind of like squatting low and nah you know knowing that the impact was going to be a little bit painful i would say you know then the height max was probably more like 16 17 18 inches which is only about two inches but if you're talking about like being able to put in consistent effort to reach your max height, because I don't think everybody jumps their max height every single time, then sometimes you're basically going to end up with a jump that's basically, I don't know, only like a foot. And uh, I mean, my arms are pretty long and I have a standing reach of some, somewhere around eight feet, but only if you're, if you're only jumping a foot, then it's only about nine and nine and some change there. So like you're, you're not effectively jumping as high to block basically not to get into the whole volleyball thing but that's the example i'm using and so i just thought and you know i i felt like i was neglecting my time as a climber as well because i was not climbing as often because of how tired my body was from all of the uh injury from volleyball but also just the tiredness of playing pretty regularly so i mean that's kind of again i know that i've gone back to the retiring from volleyball thing but it that that's pretty much what's going on. That's the that's the top of mind thing for me right now. Um, I guess it would also be the top of mind thing for Nikki, but she's asleep. So if you're wondering why I'm recording a podcast with two mics, I've gone over this multiple times. I think at this point, but we've <laughs> the the podcast needs to release something you know every week because otherwise there's a good chance that this whole the wheels are gonna fall off this wagon real quick if we skip a week. Um. There was no available regular side guests, and 
Eddie is dying of some sickness, and I sent Nikki to sleep early because she's recovering from a lot of injuries. She needs a lot of sleep right now, and the the honest truth of the matter is is that she's also a morning person, so the sooner she sleeps, the better for her anyways, which is interesting because, okay, so here's actually something worth talking about, I guess, is um, morning people dating night night owls. So what are my thoughts on that? Uh, Brian, what are what are your thoughts on morning uh, morning morning people dating night owls? Um, my thoughts on that and <laughs> switching microphones is actually getting to be really weird because I'm honestly forgetting which ones I'm asking the questions on and which ones I'm answering it on. And this reminds me, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the old 1966 Batman kind of uh, show with Adam West. There's an, a pretty famous clip where the... I think it's like Bruce Wayne reports a crime or something to the police, and the police says, we'll call Batman. And so Adam West answers the phone on both sides because he's the one that put in the, the request or something like that. So he's basically just talking to the talking to himself on two phones. So it's Bruce Wayne talking to Batman, and he like puts up and picks up one phone, even though it's cl- very clearly the same person because the, the police chief is listening in. And that's exactly what I feel like right now with these two microphones. So... <laughs> To go back to the original question that I asked myself, though, that I somehow randomly found on this path is, um, what's it like for, you know, a night owl like me to date somebody or to be with Nikki, who is very much a morning person? It's, you know, it's not all that crazy. I, I, I do sleep a couple of hours later than her. And honestly, on the weekend, I can easily stay up to 3 or 4 a.m. because, you know, for some reason it's just once i get past a certain hour those gamer hours in my in the back of my brain are just trained to like wire back up so it's pretty easy to stay up late um nikki however basically tries to sleep by 9 30 p.m <laughs> and um i don't know that we really have had any challenges on that um i just try not to influence her to sleep too late and make sure that she gets enough sleep because she has to wake up early and go into the office and stuff for work. And I work from home, so I basically just roll out of bed and log in and then check what's going on on my email for the first hour anyways. So it's actually really convenient for me that I work from home along with my night owl hours. But we find time to spend together still, and I think that's really the most important thing. I know for a lot of couples, they kind of find it important to go to sleep at the same time and wake up at the same time so they can kind of stay in the same circadian rhythm so they eat the same meals and stuff like that. For Nikki and I, that hasn't really been much of an issue. I thought it could be because I know that in previous relationships, it's been challenging or stuff. And and I've heard from other people's relationships that, that that can be kind of an issue because they just want to be on the same schedule. But for us, it's it's kind of worked out because I think one of us can kind of do things like it's easier to get the solo time that you need as a person in those different crevices of time so for example if nikki wants some reading time and just alone time she has that in the morning on the weekends where she kind of wakes up and has coffee and i'm still sleeping in and she has coffee and she's reading and she's kind of you know setting her day and not understanding what's going on whereas at night if i like need to play some video games that's the easiest time to play some video games because that's when my homies are on anyways but also that's when nikki's asleep so it's very easy to have you know for nikki to go to sleep early knowing that she's not going to be missing anything it's just me and my homies playing some games so for us i think you know the night owl morning person combination kind of works out but i have heard different stories from different people before i'm kind of curious to hear some thoughts about that because i know 
a lot of the people that listen to this podcast are in relationships and they kind of have their own, you know, takes on this, I'm sure. Or maybe they're two morning people and or two night owls. But if you're in the mix and match situation, let me know. I'm kind of curious as to what your thoughts are on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So another thing that happened is I uh, went to go watch the Eternals movie. And it's it's definitely worth talking about, I think. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I will say that I understand why a lot of people don't like the Eternals movie. But I think it's just a very, I, it is a very dense movie. Um, and there's a lot going on. And it is very ambitious. So for that case, I can see why some people would choose not to kind of enjoy, or I mean, just not enjoy the movie because it was much longer than they expected or just much more world building than they expected. Because, you know, a lot of times you're going into a Marvel movie, you're kind of thinking it's going to be something centerpieced around what's actually going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And the Eternals is kind of split off into its own thing. It's building a lot of its own mythos and it's building a whole other realm of things, I guess, is just the best way to put it. And I've I've had that criticism of DC movies before, and it's it's very easy to see why people would have that criticism of this movie, despite the fact that it's a Marvel movie. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. But I'd say I personally enjoyed it. Um, it is it is long. It doesn't feel super long because the story is fairly, I mean, connected. I don't think. Because what happens sometimes in much longer movies, it feels like two different movies and they're just kind of barely connected. But in this case, I think everything kind of is uh, stuck together pretty well and kind of connected pretty well. I will say that it is, um, it has characters with flaws. And it is very interesting because they're these celestial beings. So the Eternals is... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. And like I said, I don't want to go into spoilery territory because it'll be fairly new still when this podcast release. But I will say I enjoyed it personally. Um, a lot of world building, uh, a lot of uh, ensemble cast and characters with depth. They're, they don't agree on everything. They basically don't agree on anything. And they all kind of have their own struggles in kind of finding their place as Eternals and Celestials. And it's it's a cool concept, but I can I can understand why people don't like it. Uh, I'm just saying that I personally enjoyed it. Everybody I went with enjoyed it, but at the same time, we're we're pretty big Marvel fans. So I mean, I can also see why people are just like, "Oh, you're just a Marvel fanboy." Feel free to your opinion. I'm just saying I thought it was a pretty cool movie. Um, I'm looking forward to more kind of the world building on that side because I think at this point the Marvel Cinematic Universe is kind of reaching an impasse where I don't like getting bigger than what happened with Thanos um, in Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame and everything that led up to that point you can get bigger but it's you know you're going to get into a whole thing of universes and multiverses and so on and so forth or you can just kind of have a bunch of characters that are owned in in their own realms and their own pockets and they're kind of protecting their own little thing and you'll still have characters that are kind of street heroes and you'll still have characters that are kind of save the world kind of heroes and you'll have some heroes that are just like defending from a threat from a different dimension that nobody will ever know that they had to fight but at the same time they saved the the earth you know and that's kind of the nature of having so many movies and having such a large mythos to build upon now because comic books have done it for so long and realistically comic books don't ever really end they kind of go through soft reboots 
And so I don't know how the Marvel Cinematic Universe plans to navigate through that. Um, but maybe, I mean, maybe somebody else has a plan. Kevin Feige has talked about it for a long time and he's gone in phase four. I'm sure he's planning phase five. But I wonder if, honestly, at some point they'll just decide that something is the end and then reboot it in 10 years after that. Seems like the best move. And a lot of these franchises now is the plan. Or doing soft reboots. But who knows? It's, 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 gonna, it's been an interesting time watching comic book movies kind of become this whole thing where they were once popular properties and then it was you know outlandish to see them combine into something and then the Avengers happened and it was wildly successful and then everybody wanted to copy that and kind of create these huge cinematic universes but you know with with things like comic books that don't really end I don't know how you can kind of get to a like where is the point that there people might get tired of it or get to the point where you know it doesn't make sense to keep making stories within this universe I'm really curious to see how that goes just from like an outsider standpoint um it just seems difficult uh I'm sure there's some kind of roadmap but at the same time I, I imagine that if they just continue down this road, you're going to run into some challenges of uh, having to kind of retcon a lot of things. And that, that basically means rewriting a lot of other characters in the past or rewriting the past event or something like that. So who knows? Just an interesting thought. Just a, a bunch of tangents in this podcast. Uh, so we talked about volleyball retirement. I talked about that a lot. I talked about the slant board. I talked about knees over toes guy. I talked about some other random things. I talked about how Eddie sent me a message on Discord and said this is a stupid ass idea to use two different mics, even though I didn't effectively use it because I didn't like have them both set up. I just kind of, you know, stopped and started recording. So I went between two microphones that way. But I guess I could have just had two different microphones and just like shifted over sound like that and just see if I could fake sound like mm, in reactions like that. And I could have edited that in, but I chose not to. Um, but I think it's time to wrap up because doing this whole podcast as a solo person where I was asking myself things was pretty tough, actually. And I hope that we're going to have a lot of content coming up for you guys. And I mean content and just like fun interviews or just hanging out or fun tier lists and just doing a bunch of different things. Um, that's because that's the content that we are now, you know. That's uh, uh, If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or you want to answer any questions that I put out there, um, the Night Owl Morning Person one is a good one, I think, to talk about. And the retirement of the falling in and out of love with the sport real quick, or knees over toes guy or slant board, all pretty cool stuff. Uh, I would love to hear some thoughts and ideas if you have any responses to those. That's nohappinesspodcast no at gmail.com. Nohappinesspodcast at gmail.com, as it always is, for your likes thoughts concerns comments the likes is for something else that's for the uh platforms that we're on and the platforms we are on are spotify anchor google Podcasts, but not apple podcasts because for some reason i can just never be on apple Podcasts. like follow subscribe on those platforms and hopefully we will have some fun things coming up for the no happiness podcast soon so uh yeah okay bye